You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time, bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And on today's show, we're going to be talking to some special guests. But before I introduce them, I wanted to talk, you know, we're coming up on the start of the school year here. A lot of kids are going to be going to their university. A lot of freshmen are going to be going to their new dorms. They're all nervous, going to their, trying to find their classrooms. A lot of high school students are going to be going into their new classrooms in their schools. And uh, one of the big issues that's going to come up uh, for a lot of these young people is spirituality. And I thought it was interesting. I read uh, recently some some findings from some studies. It says here, this was from the Politics and Professional Advancement Among College Faculty. It was a study that was done uh, a few years back. It says nearly three quarters of faculty members describe themselves as politically liberal, according to 1999 data from the North American Academic Studies Survey up from 39% in a 1984 survey by the Carnegie Foundation. Now, that's a little bit old, but uh, still, there's not a a huge amount of data on this. Another study uh, was done. It says about 25% of college professors are professing atheists or agnostics. Five to seven percent of the general population is atheist or agnostic. That's pretty astounding there. Twenty five percent of college professors versus five to seven percent of the general population. It says only six percent of college professors said the Bible is the actual word of God. Fifty one percent described it as an ancient book of fables, legends, history and moral precepts. And seventy five percent believe religion does not belong in the public schools. And uh, that was a study um, on how religious are America's college and university professors, Neil Gross, uh, Solens uh, Simmons, 2006. And uh, so uh, pretty, pretty uh, daunting there. If you're a parent, Christian parent, sending your kid off to college, you might be a little bit concerned. But I have on the show today some guests from an organization, a ministry called Ratio Christi. Their website is ratiochristi.org. And uh, one of my guests is Michael Bossman. He is the vice president of campus operations. And uh, Michael, I I read your description on your bio on the website, and it says, I am accountable to ensure every campus around the world successfully accomplishes everything that the Lord expects from them. And I thought to myself, oh man, that is a heavy burden to bear. Um, Thanks for being on the show today, Michael. Well, thank you for having us. And it is a heavy burden to bear. Um, The reality is uh, we're in a very difficult situation. As you heard from those statistics, it is uh, a pretty, pretty uh, difficult environment on the college campus. And so I think the Lord has pretty high expectations for us as a ministry to go in and shake things up and change the uh, direction that we're heading. So yes, we are servant leaders. And as a servant leader, uh, I just mean as the vice president that I have a lot more people that I have to serve. Uh, than, for example, a chapter director. So, yes, we set high expectations internally because we serve a God that's uh, the king of kings. 
Well, uh, if you're listening today, make sure you pray for Michael Bossman. Write that name down. Pray for him because he's got a, a, a big burden here, and he's, he's doing an amazing work. So, um, Michael, thanks so much for being on the air. Our second guest today is Connor Anderson. Now, Connor is actually in studio with me. Michael and uh, Evan are on the phone, but, but Connor is actually in studio here with me. And I found out um, we have some uh, common ground in the past uh, here. Uh, uh, Connor, you actually graduated from Christian High School, which is where I'm teaching now. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty pretty cool. And then you uh, also worked at Shadow Mountain in the youth ministry, right? Or the young adults, so kind of 20-somethings ministry, but yes. Young adults, okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now you are currently a chapter director for Ratio Christi, is that right? Yep, at UCSD. Okay. Now, I thought it was interesting when I was reading your bio, um, you're, you're a chapter director at UCSD, but you're actually a professor over at USD. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep them all straight. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of spreading my, my tentacles around the San Diego That's right. Take, taken over, right? Yep. Taken over for Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying that, to. That's fantastic. So Connor, Connor's going to give us a, a great perspective, too. And we're going to find out how each of these guys got interested in Ratio Christi. And we'll talk more specifically about what it what Ratio Christi does, which, um, uh, Michael, can you tell me what is the meaning behind Ratio Christi for our listeners who are out there? Sure, ratio Christi. It's it's uh, ratio is is how you would say it in English. R a t i o and c h r i s t i. So ratio Christi is just a Latin term. It means the reason of Christ. We have the reason for Christ. We find it in Scripture. But the reason of Christ is this idea of reuniting the mind for Christ in the university. And so that's really where where our thrust is is uh, set. Okay, that's and that's uh, critically important this day and age. There's people with a lot of questions. Uh, about why should I believe anything at all, right? Um, Evan is our third guest. His name is Evan Young. Evan, thanks for being on the show with us today. All right, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, Evan, how old are you? I'm 18 years old. You're 18. You have the deepest voice of anybody on the show here, <laughs> and you're 18 years old. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so Evan, um, you're on the show here because I kind of wanted to get a perspective of somebody who's – you were in the high school student program, uh, which I believe is relatively new. Is that right, Michael? That it's been, there's been a focus on university, but you guys are expanding onto high school campuses. Is that correct? Correct. Right now, any high school student in America, public or private uh, high school campus, can have a Christian apologetics club on their campus. And we just started that last year. Oh, that's phenomenal. Uh, We have a lot of schools here, I know, in San Diego that are interested in getting something like that going. And uh, I'm sure all around the country, that's the case. So if you're listening out there and you're a high school student and you want to get an organization behind you that will help you respond to the questions that your peers have, uh, ratiochristi.org is the organization. And Evan, I wanted to, um, we can kind of start out with uh, your story. How did you find out about Ratio Christi? Sure. Well, I found out about Rashia Christie through some friends. I actually would meet a group of friends at a park, and we would play Ultimate Frisbee. And uh, they would always take off at a very specific time to make sure they got to some class, and they mentioned apologetics class. Um, and now, I, growing up in a Christian home, I'm familiar with what apologetics is, but I never attended one of those classes. So I asked one, uh, one week if I could tag along, and uh, I went and immediately had a great time, fell in love with the teacher, and it was just an awesome, awesome uh program to be a part of, and it's been such a blessing for about the past year. Okay, now, Ratio Christi College Prep is what it's called, and, um, you know, where are you going? You you graduated, and now you're heading off to college. Where are you going to college at? I'm going to Liberty University. Okay. Okay, that's great. And 
there's probably going to be a lot of professors there that are atheists, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, hopefully not. no, hopefully you don't get in too many arguments with your professors there. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so that's fantastic. And, um, so how has this affected you, Evan? You know, you, you're growing up with peers. Uh, you, you probably have some friends that are not saved. They don't know the Lord. Um, how has this uh, group impacted your own walk with the Lord? Yeah, so this group, you know, getting involved with this group, honestly, was it had to be divine intervention the way it worked out. It, I got involved with the group, and not long, maybe about a month or so after I started, my grandfather uh, got cancer. And up until this point, my grandfather had been the man that I, you know, talked about my faith. I, any questions I had, any discussions, was all all uh, would be directed towards him, and he was really good at answering them. He, uh, he was a pastor for the Nazarene Church. Um, but he passed away in September, this past September, uh, a little bit after I got really involved with the group. And so that, the group was able to step in and help answer the questions, but also train me, in, be able to, train me to be able to evangelize effectively. Um, I've had a passion for sharing the gospel. I remember when I was seven years old in a little league dugout, I was trying to talk to my teammates about Jesus. Um, and this group has given me the tools and the words and the arguments to be able to use to effectively spread the gospel uh, to my friends and to my community. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, what, a, what an awesome testimony right there. Uh, because really, a lot of young people, they don't have the answers. They're going out into the world, and when they're confronted with issues like, why do you believe in God? How do you know the Bible is true? Why do you believe in Jesus? Was even a, I mean, there's, you know, as absurd as it sounds, there's this idea out there now that Jesus Christ wasn't even a real person. I mean, I, you, you see this on atheist websites and so forth, and it, it's absurd, but yet it's spreading out, it's spreading out there, you know? And uh, my guests today are Connor Anderson, Michael Bossman, and Evan Young, all who have been involved in one way or another with Ratio Christi, and which is a ministry that is meant to answer the hard questions about God and the Bible, and they have a focus uh, on the university campuses. We're going to talk about why this ministry is different from another campus ministry, as well as um, what the experience has been for Michael Bossman and uh, Connor Anderson on campuses around the around the country and, and locally also here in San Diego. I'm your host. Kevin Conover. You're on Educate for Life Radio. We're going to be right back. My website is educateforlife.org. If you want to pick up a recording of this show, if you don't get to hear the whole thing, you can check it out on YouTube as well as on our podcast and also on my website. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Maine and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. I will cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org, where you can listen to a recording of this show and previous shows. I wanted to start off this segment with an article I picked up just recently in July, uh, just just earlier this month. Uh, North Carolina University was sued by a Christian group on a free speech issue. A Christian student group at North Carolina State University sued over the college's policy that requires members to obtain a permit to talk to students about Jesus. So basically, if you want to talk to somebody about Jesus, you got to pick up a permit. The group, Grace Christian Life, filed a lawsuit in federal district court. The action claims that the university, based in Raleigh, prohibited student outreach efforts on campus because of its speech permit policy. The Alliance Defending Freedom, which filed the lawsuit, called the policy unconstitutional. Fox reports, the university has about 35,000 students, and Grace Christian Life has long been a recognized student organization. ADF attorney Tyson Langhofer said, we believe that the only permanent... uh, permit a student needs to speak on college campuses is the First Amendment. And uh, Michael, I wanted to ask you um, about this um, in the sense that, you know, these movies recently came out, God's Not Dead and God's Not Dead 2, where you see professors being very antagonistic towards a a Christian student. You also see um, people kind of threatened beyond, um, you you know, maybe... uh, with uh, lawsuits or saying, "Hey, you can't talk about that here." Is that is that a real deal, or or is that uh, are those movies exaggerating the issue? Or is is that for real? Uh, well, it is, but I want to temper it because there's a lot of teachers that are doing some wonderful work out there and are not uh, in this camp. But when you realize the few, and I would mention that the, the statistics are about 25% would consider themselves either atheist or agnostic. Yeah. Uh, those are much different than the standard population. And it only takes one uh, teacher in their chain of, of classes that they need to take uh, to really uh, rock their world and, and try to destroy their faith. So those particular uh, instructors, again, we don't want to we don't want to paint all of them with the same brush. But yeah. it only takes a few in a university to really change the dynamic and really uh, help a or, or really force a student into a position where they feel uncomfortable cha- uh, sharing their faith. And that's where the ADF really helps us a lot on the campuses. I see. Uh, Connor, now you are an actual professor at uh, USD, which is the mm-hmm. Catholic University, but you were telling me that uh, they tend to be uh, somewhat anti-God. 
Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that the general population of professors at USD reflects, you know, the same way as any secular school. Okay. So they have kind of the, sort of the same views, same liberal views, same yeah. atheistic views. And so there's no, certainly no um, yeah, special protections for Catholicism or Christianity on, on that campus. Yeah. Now, why did you decide, um, Connor, why did you decide to get involved with Rostio Christi? And how long ago was, was, did you be, begin to get involved with them? Yeah, uh, about a year and a half ago, a friend of mine called me up. His name's Corey Miller, uh-huh. and he's actually the president of Ratio Christie. Okay. He was in the process of becoming the new president, and in that new role, he, he wanted to recruit me. So I, I'd met him through doing ministry in Utah about 10 years ago, Okay, and uh, we'd sort of kept in touch because he's also a philosopher. And uh, so when he took on that new role, he called me up, and I just felt like it was an opportunity an opportunity, really, not just for me, but for the sake of the gospel that, that yeah. I couldn't turn down. Now, you have you have two master's degrees. You have a master's degree uh, from Biola, as well as a master's degree in philosophy from SDSU. Correct, yeah. Now, uh, obviously, you're very interested in the, this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what kind of um, fueled that fire for you? Was that something you were already interested in in high school, or how, how did that start? You know, going to Christian high school, we had a, a teacher there, Eric Johnson, who taught apologetics, and that had a big impact on, on my life as I was a new Christian. And I, I just always found apologetics to be really fascinating. Yeah. And then going off to the master's college for, for my undergraduate work, I got there and I was doing biblical studies, and I felt like I I just I really was really struggling with doubt, like wondering why am I here? Is this even real? Yeah. And it was really the apologetics that I'd learned in high school that kept me in the faith, kept me in Bible college and uh, just made a huge impact on my life. So, so that interest has continued ever since then. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, and your involvement uh, at UCSD and so forth, and I know you're, you're actually considering taking on responsibility with SDSU also. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what has the impact been on the campuses and what does, uh, what does Ratio Christie's impact look like? Or what, what does the schedule look like? Uh, is there weekly get togethers or, or what, what's the, uh, What's happening there? What are yeah. you guys doing? Yeah, I'd say kind of the heartbeat of the ministry is the weekly meetings that we do. And so it's usually once a week we get together at UCSD. We have one week where we're training Christian students in apologetics. Mm-hmm. And then another week that's more of an open discussion for Christians and non-Christians. So we'll have Christians and atheists and Jews and all sorts of different people coming to talk about big issues in life. You know, where do, where does morality come from? Oh, wow. uh, what about science and religion? Yeah. So we have anywhere from six to 20 students right now every week uh, eating pizza and talking apologetics and philosophy. So, and science. So are all these meetings kind of an open forum for discussion? Is that um, how it goes? I, I'd say usually when we're training Christians in, in, in apologetics, yeah. it's more of a teaching kind of thing, okay. but also some discussion in Q&A. Yeah. And then when we bring in more non-Christian students, we want to make it more discussion-based rather than lecture-based. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, that's more of an open forum. Kind okay. Of thing. Okay. And so is that the main, is that, uh, Michael, is that the main strategy for most of the Ratio Christi clubs around the, uh, around the country? It is. We like it to be an open forum. We want it to be a safe place where any student can ask any question about anything. And so we certainly don't uh, limit our uh, our membership to just Christians. We would we would love to have, but we, and we do invite atheists to our groups. 
uh, all the time, uh, people of all different faiths and no faith at all. So we welcome everyone, and we welcome them all to the table, and all of them be able to discuss why is it that they believe what they believe, and how is it that the Christian worldview stacks up against their different worldviews. And so the students get to discuss these ideas in an open format, and it's uh, been wildly successful. Students really enjoy that kind of a free space to be able to uh, feel that they can ask any question and actually have an intellectual discussion uh, is very important to them. Yeah, it's not just a, a, I'm right, you're wrong, you're right, I'm wrong. You know, it's not just this back and forth uh, name calling or, or anything, right? Ad hominem. Uh, it, it's, actu- it's actual good yeah. discussions where people are uh, kind of um, seeing maybe the faults in their thinking or in their logic to ultimately get at the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. We we want each of the students to be able to articulate their position intellectually, why they believe what they believe, and be able to defend their position. And so we don't we don't exempt Christians from that. We have to defend our position. And so if we believe our worldview is correct, we have to we have to discuss that. And we have to justify that intellectually. And so it's a fair uh, uh, it's a fair level playing field for everybody to get a voice. Mm, I love that approach. Uh, you know that we're here to have an honest discussion. We're not here to shout over one another and on my show i've had uh i've had atheists quite a few atheists i've had a a buddhist nun on the show and i've had um a muslim uh, guy from the council on american islamic relations on the show and i found that that is the most uh, powerful way to uh it, it to get at the truth uh is to have this open discussion where we 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 aren't afraid to ask hard questions you know and and uh and look for those answers, because if Christianity really is the truth, then we're going to end up at Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're not at all afraid of the uh, intellectual discussion uh, of apologetics uh, that's going to discuss uh, the different worldviews, because we believe, uh, we are convinced not only through our faith, but also through the evidence, through the science, philosophy, and history that exists, we can use those fields to undergird and support the Christian faith, so we're quite comfortable in this discussion. But again, we do welcome everybody to the table, so everybody gets to have their view and explain why do they believe what they believe. Yeah, I was reading uh, on the site, uh, you, were, you were saying that uh, there's been no other time in history where we have more evidence for the Christian faith than we do today. Is it, can you, can you uh, expand on that a little bit, Michael? Oh, absolutely. In fact, the sciences reveal new things to us every day, and I've been involved in scientific apologetics with a a group right there in Southern California, Reasons to Believe, a great ministry that's a partner ministry with us. And uh, there's more science revealed every day which supports and undergirds the Christian faith. Of course, we have great logical arguments with philosophy, but there's never been, for example, any archaeological find that we've ever had in historical documents that has overturned anything in the Scriptures. Every Everything just reinforces it. The more we learn in the sciences, the more we see alignment with what we see in the Bible. And so there's plenty of great think tanks out there, like reasons to believe, that align those sorts of things for us as scientists themselves and and make it uh, something that any Christian can easily digest and understand. But there there has never been a time in human history when we can bring more evidence to bear that undergirds and supports the Christian faith than exists right now today. So it's a great time to be alive. Oh, that's fantastic news. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. My guests today are experts on apologetics and um, have a lot of experience with that and with proving that the Bible is true. We're going to ask them some questions. And uh, they're with RoscioChristi.org. Check it out. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. 
Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org, where you can listen to a recording of this show or past shows. And um, I hope you've been listening in to the past two segments. It's been fantastic. And I love what these guys are doing, ratiochristi.org. They they are a, a ministry you want to get involved with. If you are a student attending a university or a high school, you want to um, get involved with them right away. Start out the year right uh, this year and get the answers you need to be able to have a good intellectual discussions with your peers about the truth of the Bible, about the truth of God and the truth of Jesus Christ. Um, I I can't think of an organization that is more equipped to to be able to help you on your college campus or your high school campus uh, to give these uh, answers out to your peers. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Like they were saying, they have an open forum, which you can invite all kinds of people that have all kinds of beliefs to have these discussions and really um, get that ball rolling. So ratiochristi.org. I wanted to read some, some of the data that's come out recently regarding millennials and Christianity. Um, According to the American Religious Identification Survey, the number of people who identify themselves as Christians has dropped from 85% in 1990 to 76% in 2008. About 52% of American adults identify themselves as Protestant or uh, some other non-Catholic denomination. Uh, From the Southern Baptist uh, Convention data, uh, they they said that they're losing 70 to 80 percent of their youth after their freshman year in college. Seventy percent of teenagers involved in church youth groups stop attending church within two years of their high school graduation. Uh, Gallup's uh, poll uh, on the religiosity cycle. uh, How important are your religious beliefs? 63% of 13 to 15 year olds answered very important compared to 52% of uh, 16 to 17 year olds. So you see that decrease from 63% to 52% as these uh, young kids get older. Uh, A couple other stats here. George Barna said, um, 
Oh, let me skip that that one. I'm not not interested in that. Uh, moving on to soul searching. Although I do love George Barna, he's awesome. Uh, students leave their faith behind primarily because of intellectual doubt and skepticism. Uh, this was from the religious and spiritual lives of American teenagers. Oxford University Press. Why did they fall away from the faith? They they answered this question. They said. 32% said they left their faith behind because of intellectual skepticism. That's literally one out of three is saying um, they intellectual skepticism. They said it didn't make any sense anymore. Some stuff is too far-fetched for me to believe. And I think scientifically there is no real proof. Too many questions that can't be answered. And uh, this is a, a, a great place. I'll, I'll end on this stat. Um, Josh McDowell and David Bellis wrote a book called The Last Christian Generation. They said 63% of teenage Christians don't believe that Jesus is the son of the one true God. Now, this kind of blew my mind away. How is it that you can be a Christian teenager and not believe that Jesus is the son of the one true God? It's 63%. That's, that's more than half. So um, you've got two out of every three are saying that Jesus is not the son of God. 51% don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. 68% don't believe that the Holy Spirit is a real entity. And only 33% of church youth have said that the church will play a part in their lives when they leave home. And uh, Connor, I wanted to start out with asking you about this. Um, are you seeing this mirrored in the lives of the, because you've worked with youth, young adults uh, mm-hmm. for what was five years at Shadow Mountain. Then you've been heavily involved on, on the college campuses. Are you seeing uh, this kind of stuff is, is the case? Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, I, I'd say I, I tend to be involved in ministries where we attract the faithful, mm-hmm. attract those who really do know what they believe and care about it. Yeah. But at the same time, there seems to be virtually zero interest in apologetics or any serious Christian thinking among most of the Christian community on these college campuses. So all those so-called Christians out there, they're they're so-called Christians, but they don't want to come to an apologetics club. Um, and yeah, they, they just don't really seem to take their faith very seriously, at least not on an intellectual level. Okay. And yet... Uh, Michael, as far as I understand it, your ministry is really expanding uh, tremendously. Um, is that because that there's a need there that needs to be filled, or what, what's happening there? Oh, absolutely. We really began officially as a ministry when we got our 501c3 ready, our, our nonprofit status in 2011. We only had a handful of campuses. Mm-hmm. We now have 170 campuses around the world. Uh, and, and just last year, we started our high school program, and we've already got 30 campuses. We're putting about one new high school uh, chapter in per week right now. So there's been a phenomenal response. Why? Because these young people are asking difficult questions. They're asking intellectual questions, hard questions, like if a loving God really exists, why did he create evil? There's actually a great answer for that. It takes longer time than we have in this program to be able to unpack that. But they can find the answers out to those questions by coming to these meetings. And they're not just hot answers. They're intellectually rich and satisfying answers that really uh, paint a great picture for the God that's revealed in the Bible. So, again, uh, when these young people ask these questions, we cannot, as a church, simply refer back to the Scriptures and just say, well, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's Mm. an unacceptable answer to these young people. They have hard questions, and they expect that Christianity is true, it's got real answers, and they can find those real answers through apologetics 
pitch and threw a club at Rocio Christian. Yeah. Now, and the, and the reality is, is if, if, if as parents, we're keeping kids in a bubble and we're not exposing them to these, I mean, they're thinking these questions, whether we ask, whether we present the answers to them or not. And so we're either going to answer these questions or we're going to let them flounder. Evan, um, in your experience with your friends and your peers, because you're, you're just graduating high school, um, how has it been for you? Have you seen your peers struggling with these sorts of questions? Uh, has that been your experience? Oh, for sure. I've seen my peers struggling with those questions, and honestly, I, do, I, I would be lying if I said I've never struggled with those types of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's through this apologetics uh, group and the training and the things that we understand that I'm able to get a chance to mentor some of my friends and also find answers for myself on things that aren't that you know most people just take because of faith. We can really know that there's true intellectual intellectually satisfying answers to those questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and would you say that some of your friends when they're when they're finding out these answers, I know in your own life it's obviously I- impacting you, Evan. Um, have you seen some of your friends uh, they're getting they get the answers to the questions and it begins to give them more confidence in in uh, their Christianity? Sure, definitely. I've, definitely. I've seen some friends, you know, that have, that have struggled with these kind of questions that have taken the answers that are maybe maybe they reject them. And I've also seen some friends that uh, really take a new perspective on everything they've known and everything they've been raised to understand and believe. I, it definitely gives them a new confidence and a new ability to share uh, this information with other people. That's great. Um, Connor, what about you? In the years that you've been working on the university and so forth, have you seen anybody that's really been impacted? Do you have any personal stories where you've seen somebody's life, kind of their, their, their brain, kind of the light bulb go on? Yeah. I mean, I, one student in particular comes, comes to mind. I was presenting the Kalam cosmological argument. To a group of Can non- you explain that to our listeners? Yeah, who- <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I know you know what it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it's an argument for the existence of God. And it says whatever begins to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist. Therefore, the universe has a cause. Mm-hmm. And so I was presenting this to a group of non-Christian students. And one Christian in particular, or one student in particular came up afterwards and said, you know, I'm an atheist, but but I thought this argument was really, really compelling. And I got to talk to him a little bit about it. And he came back the next week and he came up again after the class and he's like, you know what? I, I can't be an atheist anymore. Like, like the evidence <laughs> is awesome. too good. And literally it was the presentation of one decent argument for yeah. the existence of God. And this kid went from being an atheist to a theist. That's so phenomenal. I love that. And I, I, I see that all the time. Um, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I'm an apologetics teacher myself, and I teach out at Christian high school. And there's so many times where the kids, they're, in a Christian school, they're struggling. And they're asking these questions, and then you give them something, and all of a sudden they latch onto that, and they go, wow, there's no way around that. That, yeah. is, that is a fact. God is a fact. Uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, every segment is flying by here. Um, and so I'm loving this conversation with these guys, ratiochristi.org for answers. We're going to continue to talk about this. Maybe we'll ask some, have uh, Connor and Michael and maybe Evan um, answer some more questions that are out there. What are the most common questions that kids ask as they're heading off to college? Stay with us. We're going to continue this conversation. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. 
Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth from doing right to doing wrong. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. If you want to pick up a recording of this show, you can check it out on YouTube. My uh, YouTube channel is Educate for Life Video. And uh, the podcast is also up there on iTunes. You can check that out. Got tons of shows. If you're really interested in the questions that people ask about God, or you've got a lot of questions about God and you want answers, um, check out our, our podcast and the, and the YouTube channel. I've also got a, a full online school of apologetics on my website. It, it's uh, phenomenal. We answer almost every question there is about God and the Bible. And so, um, and Ratio Christi um, is a group that you can be involved with on your college campus where you can be encouraged in your walk with the Lord. Um, you can uh, have mentors like Connor Anderson who can answer questions for you and you can have peers that can lift you up and uh, help you out when you're struggling or you're down because uh, Christianity is not just an intellectual issue. Um, the body of Christ is there to support one another, to love one another, and to help each other walk with the Lord. So, uh, very important to get involved, if, especially if you're on a university campus or a high school that doesn't have a Ratio Christi uh, club. Make sure you uh, contact them and say, hey, I want to start one of these clubs on my campus, and uh, I want to get this going. So, uh, guys, thank you so much again for for being on the show today. Um, this uh, was a quote from the book uh, Lost in Translation, The Dark Side of Emerging Adulthood. Uh, or this was kind of their conclusion. This is a book written by Christian Smith with Carrie Christofferson, uh, Hillary Davidson, and uh, Patricia Herzog, uh, published by Oxford University. Young adults are unable to think coherently about moral beliefs and problems. Young adults have an excessive focus on consumption and materialism as the good life. The prevalent lifestyle of young adults includes routine intoxication and drug usage. The sexual encounters of young adults are not practiced in an environment of physical, mental, or emotional health. Young adults appear to have an inability to care about, invest in, and hope for the larger world through civic and political participation. Oh my gosh. What a cut. <laughs> Connor's over here shaking yeah, his head. Pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what a, what a uh, condemnation uh, there. What does that say about our education system in America? Um, uh, not very encouraging, right? Uh, Michael, um, but Rocio Christie has set out to help solve these problems. Uh, again, what you, what you just heard there, um, are you seeing that around the country? Well, yes, of course. If if you remove the the foundation, the religious foundation and the moral foundation from people, and we are simply uh, a product of a random chance and and, uh, and and happenstance, there is no meaning in life. And so, these young people, when they begin to leave the moorings of, of uh, religious belief behind, what moors them? What is it that ties them and anchors their life? They have none, so they literally blow with the wind. So they make it up as they go. Mm-hmm. It's very common for a 
young person today to simply pick those things that they like in life and kind of cherry pick and say, there it is, that's my worldview, and it seems to work for me. And so this whole idea of truth is something that we, the fabric of that has been removed. And so truth is no longer anchored in God as though God did not exist. And so when these moorings, these social moorings become removed, that's what we see in society. And people become uh, blowing with the wind and they just uh, go wherever their wind's desires uh, go. That's where they go. And it's a, it's a, it's a product really of not answering those questions when we cannot intellectually answer why we believe what we believe. Why is it that Christianity is true? We, we create a, a culture and a society that we see unfold, unfolding today. But the good news is a single student can get one of these clubs started at their campus, either in high school or college. One student can get one of these started at their, their campus. So there is, I think, great hope for the future. That's great. And um, as this is spreading and as it's growing, uh, Roshio Christie, and uh, like you said, we are experiencing somewhat of a um, apologetics renaissance. There's a lot of people out there who are really uh, engaged. There's all kinds of apologists out there who are engaging the culture and making a difference. And, um, you know, I know I'm in the Biola uh, apologetics program, and they've said their program's just gone through the roof with the amount of people that are interested in in um, learning about God and learning about the arguments for the existence of God. And, you know, Connor, your answer, the, the question you proposed, uh, where you said you, you gave him the column cosmological argument, mm-hmm. every everything that has a beginning must have a cause. Mm-hmm. And, and if something um, began to exist, it has, has to have a cause. Like the universe began to exist, therefore it needs a cause. And, and so that you said that kid was like, I can't be an atheist anymore with just that, yeah. that quick answer. Um, what are the... What are some of the questions that kids are asking today that they're looking for answers for? And what are some of the answers that you or what are the questions that pop up frequently and that uh, you're able to give uh, pretty good, concise answers to? Hmm. I mean, there are so many questions and, and, and things that we discuss. Um, I think for a lot of people, you know, they wonder about moral values. Mm-hmm. So on college campuses these days, it's very much a, a dogma that racism is wrong and, and correctly so. Right. So we've kind of moved a little bit past the relativism to very strong moral convictions about things like racism and rape. And yet there's the question of why those things are wrong. Yeah. Is, is it just because the society says so or because the media says so or because you believe so? Uh, that can't be the case. So I think uh, you can sort of lead into the moral argument for the existence of God from there. Yeah. And, and show, show students that in order to explain their strong moral convictions and beliefs, uh, the objective nature of those moral truths— you need a God to explain those kinds of things. Yeah, that makes sense. And why do you need a God to explain those kinds of things? Well, if it's just the case that what a culture believes is is what is right, then uh, the Nazis believed that it was morally permissible to kill Jews. But clearly that, that wasn't right. So a culture cannot be the foundation for moral values. So where are you going to ground your belief that racism is wrong? Well, it can't be an individual either because, you know, individual slave owners decided that racism was not wrong. And yet we know they were still incorrect. So there has to be sort of a transcendent, uh, eternal moral foundation, an unchanging moral foundation that exists beyond the opinions of individuals or, or cultures. And the only plausible candidate for that is God. Now, somebody might say, yeah, but that's wishful thinking. Uh, You want that to be the case so that you can ground your morals, but really, uh, morals are ambiguous. Uh, How would you respond to that? 
I, I'd say, you know, maybe have a little discussion and see what, what are the things that you believe in that are morally wrong? Because I think everybody, when it comes down to it, there's at least one thing well, the, where they're going to say that that is wrong no matter what anybody believes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually down at the beach and I was having a discussion because I go down to the beach once a month and share the gospel down there. And That's I was awesome. talking to a young a young woman and she she said she was a teenager. She said, uh, "I don't believe there are moral absolutes. I don't believe that uh, that God exists or anything." And I and I said, "Do you think that child abuse is wrong?" And she said, "Yes, child abuse is wrong." And I I said, "Do you think it's ever okay for child abuse to be? Is it ever okay at, at any point?" She said, "It's never okay." And yep. you know, <laughs> in a few sentences, she contradicted herself, but she didn't even recognize that she had contradicted herself. Yep. And uh, this seems to be pretty typical. Uh, and the, the the problem here is 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 a problem with thinking, right? Would you say? Yeah, it's a problem with thinking and just not really being used to talking through deep philosophical issues. So mm-hmm. I think that. Your story really highlights how important it is to have a conversation with people. Yeah. When you do apologetics, it's so easy to have your, your shiny new argument and just want to like input argument, output Christian. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it just doesn't work that way. So, you know, you have a conversation and you ask questions and see where that person's at. And by asking questions, you're able to find out like what's really going on. What do they really believe? Yeah. They may say there's no moral absolutes, but it turns out they don't really actually believe that. Wow. Well, this uh, this conversation has flown by. We have one more segment left. So uh, if you're listening out there, I really want to encourage you to get involved with ratiochristi.org. Um, when we come back, um, how else can you get involved? I, I want to know from uh, Michael and uh, from uh, Connor. And uh, also, I, we'll talk a little bit more with Evan. Um, what can people do? Uh, do you get paid? You know, or how does this work? Uh, don't answer yet, Connor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're going to answer those questions when we come back. Stay with us uh, as we continue this discussion about Christianity on college campuses and making a difference on college campuses. Stay with us. Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And uh, if you want to check out my website, it's educateforlife.org. We've got all kinds of questions or answers to questions that people have there on the site. Uh, love to have you check that out. Love your feedback, too. And um, my guests today are Michael Bossman, who is the vice president uh, of uh, Ratio Christie, as well as Connor Anderson. He's a chapter director uh, here at UCSD in San Diego. And also Evan Young, who is a young man who just recently graduated high school, who has been dramatically impacted by Ratio Christie, getting answers to the, to the questions he had. And that's what Ratio Christie is all about. And uh, Connor, I-, I wanted to start off this segment by asking you, um, so, so you're on campus, but you're also out in the community and getting involved with churches and stuff. How, how are you getting involved with churches? Yeah, so part of our job description as chapter directors is not only to make an impact for the gospel on campuses with Ratio Christi, but to make an impact in the community and to be available as sort of a, a community apologist. And so I reached out to my supporters and I said, hey, if you want me to teach apologetics at your church this summer, I'll do it for free. Just just let me know. And so I got a couple of responses to that. And I taught a six-week apologetics class at my home church. It's called the Response Church in Point Loma um, at Mapleview Baptist Church here in San Diego. And then also for kind of a small group Bible study setting. And so it's just another way where we can um, bring the ministry of apologetics to you know the, the community. That's fantastic. And Evan, you were involved with, with one of these events. You're in North Carolina, is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, my chapter director, his name's Kevin Duffy. He, uh, some of his students graduated a few years ago and went to App State. That's in uh, Boone, North Carolina. And they started Ratio Christi chapters at their churches. So we went up to their churches. Uh, the, Kevin Duffy took a couple of students just like me, and we went up to the churches, and we spent a whole day getting a quick apologetics conference, just kind of an overview on some of the arguments. I got to teach about Kalam's cosmological argument, and then we went to App State University and did some evangelism there on campus. It was a really great experience where we trained some people in the community on how to understand your faith and how to uh, vocalize that and do evangelism. And that allows you to get involved uh, and to exercise uh, the knowledge that you're that you're uh, getting, right, Evan? And, and kind of um, reinforces what you're learning, right? It definitely does. Uh, there's a one of my favorite quotes that says, "You know, you don't understand something unless you can tr- teach it simply." So when my chapter director gives us opportunities to teach apologetics, it gives. It gives me a whole new perspective and whole new understanding of what I just sat through a lecture on or discussed with him earlier. Oh, I love that. I love that. So if you're listening out there today, um, you know, another way you can get involved is by connecting with the local chapter director like Connor uh, and and uh, saying, hey, come out to my church. We'd love to have you teach apologetics here at our church. One more way. And now, Connor, you said um, that these are your supporters. So how does that work? You're getting donations and so forth? Yeah. So we're essentially supported missionaries with Ratio Christi. And so we raise support just like any missionary would and reach out to our friends, family, churches, and so forth for that. 
I love it. Okay. And then, uh, Michael, um, you know, there's a lot of people out in the, the, the Christian world who are um, sitting at home and they're going, man, I'd love to be involved, but I don't really think there's much I can do. And, uh, you know, they'd love to find a way to make a difference. And they're hearing all these things you're saying. You've got 170, uh, you said 170 chapters around the world now? That's correct. Yes. Uh, just the colleges and another 30 in the high schools. So how if so, if, so, if uh, people are listening, they're like, man, I want to get on board with supporting this ministry. Um, the grandparents out there, the parents out there, how do they get involved? There's many different ways. In fact, I uh, myself taught, I would call myself a seasoned citizen. And uh, I, I <laughs> taught season, last winter I like when I was that. down in South Florida. Yeah, sure. As I was down in South Florida wintering down there, I taught uh, 90-minute segments on, on apologetics to grand, uh, grandparents, basically teaching them how to speak to your grandkids about the things that are uh, important to you. So there's no age group that can't learn how to defend their faith. It helps people at, of all ages, but people can get involved. We have a great volunteer network. Uh, you can get involved as a volunteer. Uh, you, perhaps you don't uh, have the ability and uh, intelligent uh, intelligence quota to be able to handle some of these deep subjects, you can get involved as a volunteer in logistics. You can make donations, as, as we were talking about here. All of our missionaries are supported missionaries. And so uh, there's many different ways that people can participate. But the most important thing is people have to get involved. We are now at a point, at a critical point in our, in our, uh, in our culture. We're seeing things change at unbelievable paces, and people can no longer simply sit on the sidelines and watch these things happen. People have got to get involved. People have got to get off the sidelines and get involved with things like this. And so I just encourage them that, that regardless of where you are in your station in life, everybody can do something in this effort of what God's doing in this field of apologetics. And I would encourage them to do that. Boy, I love what you uh, guys have shared uh, today. And uh, I, I know that our listeners are going to be blessed uh, hearing this kind of stuff and what they can get involved with. I wanted to end with a couple quotes. You know, I shared all these stats about what's happening with uh, young people today and, and how a lot of them are kind of falling away. But um, some of the, the, the solution here that some of the people gave, this is from um, Lost in Translation. It says, young, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, um, no, this is from the Youth Theological Initiative at Emory University in Georgia. It says, there appears to be no shortage of teenagers who want to be inspired and make the world better. But the version of Christianity some are taught doesn't inspire them to change anything that's broken in the world. Teens want to be challenged. They want their tough questions taken on. We think they want cake, but they actually want steak and potatoes. And we're giving them cake. Churches, not just parents, share some of the blames for teens' religious apathy. The gospel of niceness can't teach teens how to confront tragedy. It can't bear the weight of deeper questions. Why are my parents getting a divorce? Why did my best friend commit suicide? Why in this economy can't I get the job I was promised if I was a good kid? And I, I think that's a powerful statement right there. Here's another one from Souls in Transition. It says here, Parents are the most crucial and powerful socializers in the lives of their adolescents. The adolescent years are not the time to disengage as a parent. Growing adolescent independence often necessitates negotiation. If adolescents experience parents who are religiously withdrawn and functionally absent, then the faith of an emerging adult likely will also be vacuous, directionless, and empty. The more adults involved in the lives of adolescents, the better off they will be. This will mean that ministries to youth and families must find ways to incorporate loving, agenda-free adults into the lives of the ministry. Ministries to youth matter now more than ever. With the breakdown of the family and the systemic erosion of adult support, congregational youth ministers are more necessary than ever before. And let me end on this one. Um, 
this one here says uh, it's from Miss from the uh, secular and Christian media. Uh, it says here, parents of students who did not leave the church emphasized religion twice as much as, the, as those whose students who left the church. Students who stayed in church through college said that the first thing they do when they have doubts or questions was to talk to their parents and read their Bibles. And uh, I just want to emphasize here, you know, what these guys have already uh, uh, talked about is that kids are looking for answers. Um, they want to know. Uh, they, they don't want to be, uh, you know... Uh, they don't want uh, these soft gloved hands. They want to know real answers to the hard questions in life. Um, and Ratio Christi um, offers those answers. It's an, a ministry that is uh, giving out real good answers. And uh, Michael, I, I saw on your website, you were saying we want to be, bring back a, um, basically uh, we want to connect the mind uh, and, and the Bible, right? We want to give good answers, uh, kind of like what C.S. Lewis did in his, uh, you know, when he was over at Oxford and all. And so um, I just, again, if you're listening and you like what you're hearing, ratiochristi.org, you can support them. You can get involved. So many ways uh, to be involved. And we're just about out of time. So guys, I just want to say thanks a lot for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. That was it. great. Yeah, thank you. E- excellent. So my website is educateforlife.org, and uh, I'm Kevin Conover. I'm your host, and uh, you can also shoot me an email if you have any questions, uh, kevcon at educateforlife.org, and uh, there's a phone number on my website, um, and uh, if, you, if you leave me a good, kind message, then I'll call you back, uh, <laughs> and if you uh, ask me good questions, I, I'd love to respond. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on YouTube and on uh, iTunes also. So uh, please connect. i love to hear from you. Uh, God bless you. I hope you have a fantastic uh, day today. Take care. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry. We're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's all